checking out the podcast and do you dread family gatherings do you dread seeing your family members because according to science there's a reason for that okay i can blame science you can blame science for your for your behavior okay (laughs) and you are going to want to stand up right now after what you're about to hear okay stand up okay yes (laughs) ma'am first this is a warning stop looking for a man with a big one of these Serious right now? It's not that. Uh Uh-huh. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin. You got to stop. You got to stop looking for a man with a big one of these. (laughs) And you promise it's not that. It's not that. You got to stop looking for a man with a big bank account. Money. Whatever you want to see is the money. This is according to people who have married for money. Straight up. People who marry for money. Gold diggers. Ooh. Gold diggers are warning other hopeful gold diggers. Women specifically are saying, ladies, do not look for a man that has a lot of money. Don't make that your number one thing you look for in a man because it doesn't turn out well. Okay. Why? What happens? What's what's the sitch? Gold diggers say the biggest perk of marrying for money is obviously the lifestyle. You can have whatever you want, whenever you want it. No stress about money because that is the number one stress on couples, right. which is financial instability. Right. But nothing in life is free, Nira. No, of course so not. So the number one regret, gold diggers say, is you get treated like crap. Oh. By the person you marry. And this is not for every situation. You don't right. have to blow up the phone lines. This is also for both men and women. Men who marry women who have tons of money. Mm. Women who marry men who have tons of money. It's both sexes. They say whoever the person is who comes in with nothing and marrying the person who has tons of cash mm-hmm. gets treated like crap by that person, by their family, friends around them. They just say it's, it's not worth it. Is it because it's clearly that they they married them for money? Is that so. is that the is that it? Is that what it what it is because I know plenty of friendships where it didn't tr- start that way. You know, they worked hard and then all of a sudden one person... Yeah, no, that's different. That's, that's different. different. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now the, the, the guy really in the relationship made tons of money and the moms are stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. But even in those situations, some of my friends, again, don't blow up the phone, some of my friends <laughs> have said that there's certain expectations of them in the relationship mm-hmm. because one really has way more money. Mm-hmm. But in this case, did the dude know that they got married to because of their money? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that these are gold diggers? I think, I mean, I don't know. I've never been on either side of the gold digger relationship. Huh. I've never had money and I've never been with somebody just because they had money. Hmm. I don't I don't know. But they say it's like both ways. They can either be super cheap with you, like the person who, the, the guy or girl with the money. They can be like, you don't get anything super controlling about the money mm-hmm. or they can be like yeah go live this lavish lifestyle but like again nothing is free so like what are you gonna have to do for it what's gonna happen like mm-hmm. especially if there's like kids involved and stuff like gold diggers are like just don't do it it's just not worth the lifestyle that you get it's not worth how you have to be and you're in a very controlled environment mm-hmm. for the rest of your life you are are possibly on an, an allowance mm-hmm. And yeah, why, it's why like do a you, weird control thing. You're, do you want to be treated like that for the rest of your life? Do you mm. want someone else to have control over everything that you do? Because 
really, if you think about it purely, if the relationship is just about them having money, that's why you're with them. They probably know that they need to exude their control over you. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's all pretty screwed up. Mm-hmm. No matter which way you look at it, I mean, like I said before, they constantly researchers say the number one stress on couples, couples who love each other, fall mm-hmm. in love, get mm-hmm. married for love, is financial stress. Yeah. Where Then where's the love? Where's the love? I know, right? You know what's crazy? Even after I read all this stuff about gold diggers and how bad it is, but I still, I think I could try. You could try being a gold digger or you could try no. being with someone with lots of money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need somebody <laughs> who's got lots of money. Okay. So you and your husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember the movie we, In- Indecent Proposal? Yes. <laughs> Go find that. Okay. <laughs> Holly and Nira. You're waking up with Holly and Nira. Virgin. You're going to want to stand up like right now after what I'm about to tell you. Stand up. There you go. Stand up. Yeah, Luda, he had it right years ago. A new study by Simon Fraser University. Safu. Yeah, my alma mater. Okay, Simon Fraser University reveals that sitting, sitting at a desk, doing your work at a desk, increases the risk of early death and heart disease by 20%. <laughs> Whoa! Stand up! Yeah. Stand up! They're basing this on four to eight hours of sitting a day. Okay. Four to six to eight. Four to six to eight. If you're sitting at four, obviously your risk is a little bit lower. Six, lower. And then it gets obviously higher once mm. you're sitting at eight hours. What do majority of people in North America do? Sit. At a desk and just sit, especially now with the work from home stuff. Yeah. That was happening during the pandemic. People were actually sitting more because they weren't going from like, you know, desk to desk or standing or sure. going, hey, hey, coworker, want to go for a coffee? Yeah. Up any stairs. It was just like pajamas. Yes. Just sit. sitting, just sitting, just sitting. Or, hey, let's go to the water cooler and talk. Well, you know? Mira, you better stand up, honey. I know. You sit to I do d- this job. I do. But it's funny. In between, I stand up. I like sitting when I'm talking to you, Holly. Yeah. But then when we turn the mics off, then I stand up. I'm the opposite. Yes, I know. You sit. Sometimes I sit. When? Well, not when, never when we're talking on the air because I feel like I need like my whole body. I know. You've got a lot of stuff going and on. A lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm like a hand talker. Mm. Also, believe this or not, they say when you're sitting, what it does to your heart, the chances of early death. Oh, God. It's, this is all stuff. Okay. Early death, heart disease. It's kind of like you're smoking. What oh. it's doing to your heart. You're not even smoking, but it's because you're sitting so much. And this is a very North American cultural thing about sitting at a desk, sitting at a computer. Not only is just the computer bad for you in general, but now just the sitting aspect. They say you should constantly, like every 30 minutes, get up and move your body. And don't worry about what people may think of you, especially if you're now back at your hybrid work environment. Mm-hmm. Get up, move your body, walk around. Get, get that the blood flowing. Get that movement going and then come back and sit down. Now, what about if you sit on one of those uh, exercise balls? Are people still doing that? That was a real thing. Uh, the exercise ball thing is definitely more for your back. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about the heart thing here and the early mm. um, the early death rate that mm. they're talking about. Okay. But I, I know that one's way better for the ergonomics of your body. Yeah. And how you're sitting and your posture. Which, if you think about it, probably does have an effect, right? If we're sitting yeah. better, circulation might be better for um, our blood and our heart. So it might, it might do something good. Okay. Well, you better get up. I'm getting. I'm standing up. She's standing. Oh, you're so small. I know. That's so cute. <laughs> Holly and Mira. 
Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Okay, if you really want to impress people, all you have to do is drop this one word. Using this one word, you come across as wealthier, more intelligent, well-rounded, worldly, outdoorsy, and just overall superior. All those things. For one word. By using this one word? That's right. Okay. And the word is sailing. Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Sailing. (laughs) Sailing. Or I sail. Or... I'm a sailor. <laughs> People are like, whoa, man. Okay, all the things that are associated whoa. with saying sailor or sailing or sail yep. is worldly, more intelligent. Mm-hmm. What else? Well-rounded. Wealthy. Wealthy. Okay. Oh, you know how to sail a yacht? Yeah. You know what port side is? Uh-huh. You know how to jig the... I've never done it. Yeah, it reminds me of um, that scene from Wedding Crashers mm-hmm. where Rachel McAdams is on the boat mm-hmm. and yes. Owen uh, Wilson, Wilson knows nothing about the boat. And then the dad is like, okay, sailor. And no, 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 no. Yeah, he's yeah. He's like, like okay. hoist the main yeah. and sail. He's like, you got it. And Rachel McAdams' character is watching. She's like, you don't. And she gets up and does it all. Yeah. I really was really impressed by her. In that moment, even though I know she's an actor. But what I mean is the fact that her character knew how to do that stuff. I was like, oh, I know nothing. I know nothing about boats. Yeah. And I was on a ferry all the time because I'm from the (laughs) island. Now, do you know that a ferry is not a yacht? Yes. A ferry is not a yacht. I know that. (laughs) And you know that on a yacht, they don't have triple O's. I do know that because I do. I love my triple O's. It was my tradition (laughs) on the ferry, on BC Ferries. Shout out to you. I know you're having staffing issues, but do love you. Apparently, (laughs) Nira's for hire. Go, girl. And now, the biz with Nira. Hey, hey, you remember that time that Pete paid? (laughs) This is a story about Pete Davidson, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian. A couple of years ago, that's today's top biz story. Hey, uh, I'm Pete. Mm Mm-hmm. Pete paid. It was a story that Pete Davidson told a couple of years ago. And now everybody's talking about it all over again because now he is with Kim Kardashian. Right. This is what went down. Pete Davidson, he was going out with Kid Cudi for Kid Cudi's birthday. Pete Davidson, Kid Cudi, really good friends. Okay. okay? And uh, he knew that Kid Cudi's good friend also and his friend Timothy Chalamet, who's an actor, was also going to be coming out with them that night. Yeah, you have the same jawline as Timothy Chalamet. Why, oh, thank you. Or and Timothy. that's a compliment. Timothy. Absolute compliment. Like me, you mean. Oh, sorry, Timothy <laughs> Chalamet, who is a male. Same as you, Nira. Correct. Thank you. Okay, so he thought, okay, just the three of us. Pete Davidson's like, oh, it's kid's birthday, Kid Cudi's birthday. I'm going to lay down my credit card. Oh, that's nice. Okay, he's like, goes up to the hostess or the host and it's like, tonight's going to be on me. Don't take anybody else's credit card. Next thing you know, he's like, Kanye West shows up. This is a couple of years ago, I'm saying. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian show up. (laughs) And Pete Davidson's like, they are the cutest little couple. That's what he said about them. Sure. Okay. They show up and all of a sudden, Kanye requests the back private room. (laughs) Cha-ching. The special room. And Pete Davidson's like, oh man, no, no, no. And then Kanye was in charge of ordering everything somehow. And Pete Davidson's credit card was already down. 
Wow. And he said he had to book like four extra gigs just to pay for that one night. Well, you know what? That's a fail on Pete's part because what you got to do if you want to seem like, you know, really cool for paying for everything, you got to do it after. You don't tell them before right. because if people think you, someone else is paying, they're right. going to go for it. They're going to have like one sip of a drink and be like, you know, I really like that flavor. I'll get a different one or they'll get the lobster. Right. But if they think they're paying, yeah. they're going to be chill. But then you put your card down and pay for it. Super nice. I don't think Kanye and Kim are ever in that position. I think Kanye just assumed he was going to be paying for the right. bill. He did not. Nobody knew that Pete Davidson had put the card down yet. Right. It was a secret type thing. Mm. It wasn't like he did it in front of anybody. He went off and just did it privately on his own. Right. And then he wasn't expecting <laughs> the bill to be what it was going to be because of the introduction of the couple of Kanye and Kim Kardashian. Right. But I mean, I think it's all been made up for because, I mean, he's now with Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got back for the bill. All right. Harry Styles has a really interesting collaboration coming up. Harry Styles teaming up with Gucci. Oh. They're going to launch a 1970s inspired bohemian collection. Oh, that's him. The line is going to be called Ha Ha Ha. Sounds funny. (laughs) 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 Okay. Ha Ha Ha. Is that what we're going to do when we see the prices? Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes. That's exactly exactly what we're going to be doing. And Top Gun Maverick has passed the $900 million mark. Dang. This movie has quadrupled, more than quadrupled what the original did. The original was one of those that it didn't do as well in the actual theater. It was more of the ones that got released and everybody was like, why didn't we go see this in the mm. theater? And now, because people had those feelings, majority of people went and saw it. Will it actually now have a part three? Because Top Gun, right. Top Gun Maverick, and now Top Gun, what could be the next? Everybody's waiting for Tom Cruise to make the decision. You've seen Top Gun Maverick. I did. Did it end in a way that there could be a third? Oh, yeah. And will Tom Cruise be a part of it? Oh, yeah. He's will, got to. Will he ever age? Yeah, I mean, does I he look say, older? Oh, definitely looks okay. older. But bro looks good. Oh, I know he does. He looks good. He's so fit, and he's so into it. It's a lot of people are actually saying that Maverick is a better storyline than the first one. Impossible. Yeah, I know. How dare they? How I, dare? I can't even say that. Like, I don't <laughs> want to say it's better story. I just want to say that they're both really good movies. They both get respect for what they had done in their times. And you could see there there could be a third movie for sure. Hmm. There could be another one, and I'm into it. Definitely do it, Tom. Okay, we'll host the premiere again. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> it hasn't been filmed or created, <laughs> but whatever. I'm Nira, and that's the biz. been a victim been a victim of rich splaining hmm rich splaining rich splaining is when rich people give wildly out of touch money advice and it's quite patronizing to the rest of the world <laughs> yeah. the term rich splaining is going viral it's like when people who have a lot of money give out financial advice to that people I, who don't have a lot of money? Just buy Bitcoin. Yeah, just buy Bitcoin. You'll be fine. Oh my God, just get an NFT. That's it. Yeah, and you'll be good. <laughs> Invest every dollar you make is one of the ones that oh. really gets people. Invest every dollar you make. And it's like, okay, rich person. Yeah. I hmm. don't have these dollars to invest. I need these dollars 
to pay rent. I need these dollars to buy grocery. I need these dollars for gas. I need these dollars for insurance. I need these dollars to pay my my car loan. I need these dollars. If I invest these dollars, then I have no dollars to do anything. Rich people are like, what's rent? Mm-hmm. What? what? <laughs> the other one that was going viral is when they just say to you, just own your own business. <laughs> it's so simple. It would be if you have the money. We've said this over times. We come up with all these cool ideas. We yeah. don't know how to make them ours because it's a lot of money to make yeah. to make these ideas yours. Yeah. To own them. People who I know who have a successful business borrowed money from their rich parents to get the business going. And to be able to take those chances, to be able to take those risks. There are so many chances and risks I would have wanted to take in my life. Mm-hmm. But you need a giant, not like a giant, but you need a good lump sum of money to take that risk. You need something to fall back on. And if it doesn't work, yeah. that was my other fear. If it didn't work. Right. It wasn't necessarily that maybe I would not, like my parents maybe could help me get that money. But then what if it didn't work? Then what? Yeah. Then what? happens that's why they say old money goes a long way because more financial risks can happen with risk you make more money Mm. if you can take bigger risks you can really make a lot of money yeah but if you don't have the money how do you take the risks yeah Mm -hmm. i have a friend who kind of rich explains the price of things all the time my buddy sean he'll be like oh you should whistler right now there's this crazy deal at this hotel 99 bucks and I'm like, what? So I'm like Googling it. He's like, two ninety nine. He's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I okay, no, man, that's very different for me. A ninety nine versus two ninety nine, a very different price. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think people who have tons of money are like, what? Yeah. Or the, <laughs> what? another one is, don't just ask your parents for money. Yeah. <laughs> just what? what? Just ask your parents for money. Yeah. It doesn't. Not everybody's brain comprehends that type of information. Yeah. Just ask your parents for money. People just assume your parents have money. I remember uh, when we were first allowed to get credit cards, it would have been when we were 18, right? Mm-hmm. I I got a credit card, but I had to pay off my own credit card. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn the hard way. Like, if I'm putting some fun stuff on the credit card, it's not free. Yeah. You have to learn to pay it off. But a girlfriend of mine, her parents would always pay off her credit card. <gasps> yeah. What? That blew my mind. Wow. Yes. And one day I just happened to be at her her house. Like we were going to her parents' house to pick something up. So we're at her parents' house. And it was really awkward because they're quite wealthy. But we're standing there, you know, and her her mom's like, hey, Nira, who pays off your credit card? I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Random, random question. I'm like, I pay off my credit card. And then she looks at her daughter and goes, see? See, and a major blow up happened. Oh my God. Right in front of me. And I was like, thank the Lord that I paid my own credit card so I wouldn't have to deal with this with my parents. Were they throwing money at each other? <laughs> yeah. So Chris, money money you. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. When is the last time you really released? Beyonce has a not so gentle reminder for us to release. You know her new song, of course, Break My Soul. It's been played a billion times already. It only came out yesterday. 
I actually really love this song. It's really good. Yeah. I'm hoping the whole album has this sort of vibe to it, like 90s dance track-ish. Mm-hmm. I like it for her. I really like this energy she's putting out. Yeah. You like happy Beyonce. That's why. I do. I, I like... I like happy and I like powerful Beyonce. Mm. When she's a little bit angry, Beyonce, uh, I mean, she's my fave. But she kind of scares me, but I guess I kind of like that too. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, Beyonce in her new song, Break My Soul, is yelling at us as a reminder (laughs) to release. Okay? Listen to this part. Okay. Release your anger. Mm-hmm. Release your mind. Release your job. Release the time. Release your trade. Release the stress. Release the love. Forget the rest. Mm, that's Whoa. so good. So uh, clearly it talks about all the negative stuff. That you may, or that things that may be having a negative impact on you, not negative stuff necessarily, but things that may be having a negative impact on you, release all that. But at the end, release the love. That get the rest. Yeah, yes. forget the rest. So if you if you get rid of all that stuff that may be holding you hostage mm-hmm. and holding your love hostage, then you'll actually be able to release the love, which is the most important, and forget the rest. Release your anger, your mind. Release your job, your time, your trade. Release the stress and then, yeah, release the love. Mm-hmm. Forget the rest. Mm-hmm. My therapist would so approve of this. Like, she's always like, think about what's holding space in your body, in your mind. What's holding all the space right now? And it's usually all the bad crap, right? All the stress, mm-hmm. all the negative self talk, all the bad stuff we all do. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but, you know, the real, the realness. Yeah. So if you release all that, then you've got all this space for good things. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, though. I mean, dude, in the song, preaching to the choir. I, I listened to the song so many times. Was there any advice on how to release it? I don't remember. I mean, she does talk about how she's found herself, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, I'm back. And I'm you can't break my soul. You can't break my soul. I sleep good at night now. Mm-hmm. I'm the queen. The queen's up front. Yeah, queen up front. Uh, getting a good night's rest, definitely. And she mentions that a few times. You really got to sleep. You, yeah, she sleeps now. Yeah. Because what, what keeps you awake at night? Stress. Yeah. What keeps you uh. awake at night? The negative thoughts. What keeps you awake at night? All the demands, all mm. the pressure. If you can release all that stuff, we're also going to sleep better at night. And what's the number one thing you and I both have in common? We don't sleep. That's it. We don't sleep. Imagine. Imagine what we, we could be like if we actually slept in our lives. We could be like Beyonce. Oh my gosh. Let's be like Beyonce. Good night. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Do you dread family gatherings? Do you dread seeing family members? According to science, there's a reason for that. You may actually be afraid of your family. I was going to guess allergic. Yeah, no, you're actually, it's it's called syngenesophobia. 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 Syngenesophobia is an actual fear of relatives. Huh. And usually we've always been told to blame ourselves when we're having these feelings, right? Like if you're having these feelings, you just there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Or why, why can't you just 
Why can't you just hang out with your family? What's wrong with you? No, it's actually a fear of your relatives. It's a real thing. And we should really look into this. Some people might actually have this. It, it could be a scientific reason why you don't want to hang out with your brothers or your sisters, your mom, dad, mother-in-laws, father-in-laws, whatever. It's a fear of relatives. Remember as a kid, you were like forced to hug everybody too? Yeah. They're like, I, now go over there and hug a great uncle, whatever. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, I know. It was terrifying as a child. I'm like, I don't mind hugging some people, but I don't want to hug that guy. Okay. That <laughs> Please might, not that guy. That might be a little bit different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what was going on there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even that, the, the hugging of the relatives yeah. thing. We're learning more and more now that we we shouldn't be asking children to be doing that. I know. You got to let them when they're ready, if they're mm-hmm. comfortable, if they're not, leave it. It's not a big thing. It's yeah. okay. It doesn't have to happen. But yes, in general, sophobia could be what's bothering you. I mean, I know you in general aren't really a person person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? Um, but how are I you mean- specifically with family? I'm very close with my family. Okay. My, and my family, my mom's whole side of the family live here, okay. lower mainland. Yeah. And we're tight. Okay. Like uh, my mom is one of four sisters, like there's four sisters. Yeah. And I have two sisters and then I got uncles and we're, we're very tight and we're all pretty similar. Okay. But I, w- I mean, it, it's mad. It's crazy when we all hang out. Right. Like I have to, like my husband has to like mentally like, Okay. Here we go. We're oh, going really? in. Okay, so is he the one who's suffering from syngenosophobia when he has to hang out with your family? I'd can say you, yes. Can you pick and choose when you're having syngenosophobia? I don't know. Because does your husband have that with his own family? No. His it's- family's like calm and quiet and lovely. <laughs> I'm like, would you like some tea? My family's like, let's pop a bottle. I'm like, oh my God, well, another sounds, one? Sounds like a good time. You want to come? Yeah, I do. I do. You're not nervous? No, I think I've, I'm intrigued. Mm. You can leave your hubby at home and I'll come with you for the next one. That'll get the stories going. That'll get the rumors <laughs> going. Hello, everybody. How are you guys feeling tonight? Yeah, we're feeling good, Sean. Thanks for asking. Thanks for caring about us. Oh, he's so thoughtful. He's such a good boyfriend. He is our favorite boyfriend. <laughs> we have many. He's our favorite. Yeah, and he is coming. You want to check out Sean Mendez. Wonder the World Tour special guest, Dermot Kennedy, July 2nd at Rogers Arena. That's like so soon. Yeah, I think it's like two weeks. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Let's get these tickets away. Is this Jody in Port? Coquitlam. It sure is. Jody. Guess what? Guess what? July 2nd. Your boyfriend. Yeah, you're going (laughs) to hang out with our boyfriend July 2nd, (laughs) Rogers Arena. Tell him we miss him, okay? I certainly will. She said she's going to steal him. Not only hang out, Jody said she's going to steal him. Did you say you're going to (laughs) steal him? She did. Should yeah. I hang up? Well, no, I, I'll share. <laughs> yes. Bye. He's, he's got enough to share, guys. Yeah, he's got plenty to go around. Congratulations, huh. Jody. Thank you so very much. You are so welcome. Have fun at Shawn Mendes. And we got another pair of tickets coming your way at 1210 today. Good luck. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. What does sold out do to you? When you're online shopping, you're like, oh, there's that shirt. There's that bodysuit that I want. You click it. And then under the item, you see that it says sold out. It drives me back crazy. It makes you go nuts? It does. I don't okay, know Okay, me too. I go psycho. I know. Oh, and then I've never wanted something more in my life mm-hmm. than that item mm-hmm. that's sold out. I know. It's so annoying. When you go online, especially, it's even worse if it's in your basket. 
Oh. Right? I've put it in my basket. And what normal people still would continue to do is you look online for other things. Like, still, on that you store. You keep shopping. I'm like, oh, fine. I'll look around some more. May as well put it all in one shipping. And then I come back to check out. And they're like, oh, this item is no longer in your basket. It's been sold out. I think what's in, what's, like, it's in my basket. It's in my basket. <laughs> you need to pay for what's in your basket, ma'am, and then it's yours. But if I was at the store physically, mm-hmm. physically, and I've got a buggy, mm-hmm. and it's in my basket, mm-hmm. no one just walks up to me in a store and takes something out of my basket. They better not. And it hasn't been paid for. Mm-hmm. Nobody just does that. You're right. So if you want me to do this online stuff, it's the same thing. You can't just sell it out. You can't say goodbye. You can't... Right? Yeah. It's this... It just drives me crazy. I know. There's a certain store right now. I don't want to name them. We love them. They're having a huge sale right now. Aritzia? Yes! I love Aritzia, yes. They're having their, like, clientele. Clientele. Clientele, whatever. They're having their sale right now. So I go online and, like, every single thing (laughs) that I wanted... Is sold out. Is sold out. Yeah, and then the worst. uh, There's something about... Not being able to have something that you want, mm-hmm. right? Okay, there's one thing about wanting something and then thinking about it. But as soon as you're told that you can't have that item, yes. your want level goes higher. It's kind of like what happens or, or it was happening, is happening. I'm not sure if it's still happening, but with the housing market in the lower mainland, mm. all these bidding wars. I have heard so many friends who were looking for homes and they think they like a house. They put in an offer Apparently, other people put in offers as well. So you're oh, like, yeah, okay. mayhem out there. So you add a little bit more. Next thing you know, they got caught in a bidding war. Then all of a sudden, they're putting down all this extra money and aren't even sure if they really even want the house that badly. Mm-hmm. But now they're caught in a bidding war and someone else may get it. And if someone else may get it, then they know they really wanted it. Okay, Nira, we've just come up with yet another combo. Brilliant idea. Aritzia, if you're listening, you should have people bid. <laughs> bid! Like, I wanted that t-shirt bodysuit. Oh, okay. So say there was one left. You want to go and, and have a you, bidding war. We could go toe to toe. For a bodysuit. I don't think we're the same size, so don't worry about us. We're okay. Well, it doesn't even matter. They're both sold out. <laughs> They're all sold out. Ah. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Five calls says it all. We need your help this morning. 604-280-0945. You see someone wearing this at the beach. Is it acceptable? Acceptable or not acceptable? This woman is going viral, okay? Going viral on TikTok because she posted about her boyfriend and something he was wearing at the beach. Oh, boy. What was he wearing? This dude was wearing socks. (laughs) Wow. And he refused to take them off. He was wearing socks at the beach. They're sitting on their beach blanket. Okay. And he's wearing socks. And now the world is losing it. She's gone viral because she's making fun of him for wearing socks. And he's like, people wear socks at the beach. And it wasn't that he had his runners on. Like, he took his runners off. I was going to ask, was he wearing shoes? He had runners. But um, he took the runners off and then was laying on the beach blanket with his socks on. I'm like, it's fine. He's on the beach blanket. Who cares? He's wearing his socks on the beach blanket. I'm from the island. I'm from Nanaimo. I grew up there. I love sand. I just, I love it, right? Oh, it's therapeutic. Right for me. I love it. But not everybody is into that sand feeling. Maybe, maybe the sand was too hot. Maybe he's just not into sand. Leave the guy alone. It's fine. It's acceptable. But no, the internet is losing it. I'd love to see this guy's tan lines. 
<laughs> yeah. But they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Also, you're at the beach. Mm-hmm. Take your socks off. Well, it's the same as being at the park. Don't they say frolicking on the, on yes. the, on the grass? Is Frolic. The yeah. Let your toes out. Feel the sand. Get into it. Yeah, but what about the same could be said for being just on grass? That's supposed to be therapeutic for you too? Yeah. Are you saying all summer long no one's allowed to wear socks ever? Or this is just a beach thing? Just take your socks off. You can wear socks and shoes, but then when you're there, take your socks and shoes off. Mm. Don't you tell your children that, Nira? He goes, okay, we're at the beach. Okay, everyone, socks and shoes off. Of course, because I think it's therapeutic. I think it's wonderful, but not everybody's into it. For example, my husband. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot for him to get into that for the beach. Like he's definitely a pool guy. Yeah. When we go on vacation. Yeah. It's me who hustles the family to the beach. Right. Well, because sand is everywhere. When yeah. you get home from the beach, everywhere. literally everywhere. And if you have little kids, it's in every place. It's, yeah, it's sand is everywhere. But it's just and it's easy to clean. Sand is easy to clean. And you know what? Depends. You can use a sock. That's one of the best things to get the sand out from in between your toes. You use your sock, get the sand out, then put your sock back on. Mm -hmm. But if your sock is on, unacceptable. Okay, well, here is the question for you. Five Calls says it all. Acceptable, unacceptable, because this video, like I said, gone viral because of TikTok. This man sitting at the beach with his socks on. Okay, 604-280-0945. Let's see who is correct. Line three, socks at the beach, acceptable or unacceptable? Unacceptable, totally. Okay. Okay, unacceptable, unacceptable, totally unacceptable. Unacceptable, all right. Okay, line two, good morning. Socks at the beach, acceptable or unacceptable? Unacceptable. Okay, we're at two for unacceptable. Right, so, so far, it's a hard no for the socks at the beach. Why do we have to, I mean, leave people alone. Let, let people do their <laughs> thing. I, I mean, I get it. I'm not saying I wear socks at the beach, but... If someone did, do, do we you ha- wouldn't point and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe inside. Highline one, good morning. Socks at the beach. Acceptable or unacceptable? Acceptable. There we oh, go. Okay. Okay, so we're sitting Thank at you. one for acceptable. We got two for unacceptable. Three calls calls it, so. Okay, here we go. Line four, good morning. Socks at the beach. Acceptable or unacceptable? Good morning. I think it's acceptable. There acceptable. we go. All right, now we're getting lots of these nice acceptable. people calling us. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes the sand does get really hot. I'm not going to lie. Not here. It's been raining for <laughs> 17 years. I said sometimes. Sometimes, okay. Okay, line one. This is tied. it. Yeah. This is it. Line one. Socks at the beach. Acceptable or unacceptable? Acceptable. And right. people have to say it's not acceptable. Lots of people have sensory issues. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Acceptable okay. just one. Okay. Acceptable. It's, sensory issues. Good one. There we go. Okay. It's been called. Socks at the beach, guys. You heard it here. Holly you're, Nira. You're accepted. Acceptable. We love you. We love everyone. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Are you an emotionally healthy person? Whoa. You want to find out? Of course I do. If you're an emotionally healthy person. Okay, here we go. Here's a couple things you can ask yourself to find out if you are an emotionally healthy person, okay? Do you wake up every day and feel grateful for one thing at least? I have an alarm on my phone to remind me to have an attitude of gratitude and say thanks to three things in my life. Hmm. Not sure about the alarm set Why part. Not? Why not? Well, it's, it's, it seems it's, a bit forced, but as long as you can find things, you're like, yeah, I actually am grateful for that. It's fine. It's okay. fine. I'm doing my way. I'm doing it. I'll give you a half point. No, that. no. Okay, Who fine. Are you Full to point. decide. Thank you. Um, you're an emotionally healthy person if you can think of one thing that you're looking forward to doing every day. Just in general, you got something you're looking forward to coming up. Yes. 
Again, half point. That took a little long to answer. What? Massage therapy? That counts. Yeah. I'm actually going to therapy today. There you go. And I can't wait. That counts. It counts. Okay. You're an emotionally healthy person if you help others around you. Yes. You're emotionally healthy if you take care of you. Working on it. Okay. You're an emotionally healthy person if you're not envious of what other people have. Mm, I get envious, I'll admit it. I am the most envious person I've ever met. (laughs) I'll be honest, I'm actually going to bring this up to my therapist today. I have like a problem. I am comparing myself to everybody and I want everything they have. Okay, I was going to say comparing yourself to people is different than envy, but you compare yourself and then you're envious. I'm a combo. Envy, isn't it one of the original sins? I think so. Yeah, envy is an original sin. Mm. Uh, But what about being honest? I think you're an emotionally healthy person. If Is honesty on the list? No. I think it's good to be honest that I can be envious. Right? Yeah. Shouldn't that be on the list? Being, being To be honest with yourself, like I have issues. I have stuff. I'm not yeah. perfect. And how many of these things are we supposed to say yes to? Is it all five? Like you have to say yes to all five to be an emotionally healthy person? There's more. I haven't even got to them all. Oh. Listen, it's not easy being emotionally healthy. I don't know. I'm working on it. That's why I said I'm working right? on it. It's I think work. working on it is a good answer too. Yeah, are you working on it? Because if you were straight up like, yes, yes, yes. I'd be like, come on. Yeah. You're human. Yeah. I, I am human. That's for sure. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I'll ask you one other yes. part. Yes. You're an emotionally healthy person if you can be happy for other people, even if your own life is currently crap. Yes, I still could do that. Good for you. I could. I, I yeah. have. I could and I have. I want everybody to be miserable when I'm miserable. Oh, wow. Okay, no. I don't feel that. But also, I don't feel that because... It's hard to explain. I don't feel that because I know I shouldn't feel that, so I work on not feeling that. So you're hiding your emotions. You're burying them deep. No, no, no. I'm working on them, going, hey, no, we're be- I'm better than this. Oh, I, right. I talk in pearls, so I'll be honest. We're better than this, Nira. We're better than this, because inside, outside, different voices, you know. Interesting. We're better than this. No, be happy. Show your happiness. We're right. better than this. So Unless nice. the person has really wronged me. If a person has wronged me, then I don't wish good things that my mom has taught me to really pray for those who have wronged you. Because if you pray for the people who have wronged you, then they're no longer taking up space in your brain and your body. Okay, so say somebody who's wronged you mm. won the lotto. Mm. You would not be happy for them at all. No, I guess I wouldn't. I'll be good. honest. <laughs> no, that correct answer. Holly and Nira.